And I'm back. Welcome to Season 21, Episode 4, How to Social Engineer ENTJs. This particular episode is going to be um, quite interesting. I have been looking forward to doing it for a while uh, because it's kind of just another pathway with which people can understand uh, the most, one of the most misunderstood creatures on the planet Earth, and that is ENTJ women. The reason for that is that this particular lecture, we're actually going to be talking about, uh, well, quite frankly, how to seduce an ENTJ woman. And uh, I wanted to uh, utilize the ENTJ uh, female as just to kind of show from a social engineering standpoint, utilize that example to really demonstrate the power of social engineering, especially in like a romantic setting, et cetera, or, or from a seductive uh, setting. Uh, I think out of a lot of the different examples that I could use, uh, this one is probably one of the more powerful approaches and more of the more powerful examples uh, that could be utilized. Um, and these examples come from uh, my own personal experience, also experiences that other people I've talked to and what they've observed, etc. So uh, this lecture is going to be, while it is, yes, very social engineering oriented, it's going to be looking into things uh, just a little bit deeper and a bit more caveats uh, than what we've been doing previously. So anyway, that being said, by the way, we have a giveaway. Yes, this book is our giveaway right now. So for this round of the giveaway, it is Understanding Yourself and Others, an Introduction to Interaction Styles 2.0 by Linda Behrens. So this book is available to win, and all you have to do is be a subscriber, leave a comment below, and obviously like this uh, video here on the YouTube. If you're listening on the podcast, all you have to do is just go to Season 21, Episode 4 uh, in the podcast. You can find it in Season 21 Playlist. And then obviously do those things and then you are entered to win uh, a copy of Understanding Yourself and Others, an introduction to interaction styles according to Linda Behrens. It is a fantastic read. In fact, uh, a lot of Linda Behrens' books are very fantastic reads and uh, I will be making them available on my website very soon with all the reading lists, uh, like all like the, the entire reading list as well as what books I'm reading right now presently, as well as what books I intend to be reading uh, it's nice to have an Audible account, if you know what I mean, and I got a lot of credits up, so I'm just going to keep adding books, and we're going to keep uh, going through those together. So, and yes, I know I did a lecture last night, and I'm doing a lecture today, but I've been very exhausted and very overwhelmed, so if I seem a little bit low-key uh, in this particular episode, that is why I've just been dealing with a lot right now in real life uh, between work and family and other things. It's just been a bit difficult for me these days, uh, so that's why it kind of seems that there's like an interruption in content here or there, but don't worry, I haven't forgotten about you guys. I just uh, caught up on my comments today, and then uh, I'm here doing another lecture, obviously. And also, don't forget, Tuesday night is our next episode of uh, How to Type. It's at uh, 9 p.m. Eastern time. So anyway, that's enough for announcements. Uh, let's just get down to it. So, how to social engineer ENTJs, season 21, episode four, with, you know, the giveaway, we talked about that. So let's talk about ENTJs and what are ENTJs. ENTJs are known as the chief. Uh, they're very future-oriented. They're very rational. Uh, they all, they're all about giving others a really good experience. Uh, they, they are kind of afraid of being a bad person, as we see here with their inferior function. All about what other people think, 
all about what they want, all about giving other people a good experience, very afraid of being a very a bad person, but when they aspire, they can become this amazing artistic person. Uh, they're very worried that they might not be intelligent or smart or accurate enough with what they know, so they have to do constant research in order for them to feel comfortable in their beliefs that they maintain with their TE hero. They're very critical towards the intentions of others. And when you're social engineering an ENTJ, especially an ENTJ woman, good luck getting past that any critic because any critic is very hard to get by. Why? Because any critic just has this problem where it jumps to conclusions about your intentions or anyone's intentions. And they just basically automatically assume that everyone has negative intent towards them predominantly especially amongst ENTJ women, especially all the ENTJ women I've ever encountered. They also have SI trickster. This makes them uh, somewhat forgetful, which uh, can be an advantage in a social engineering situation because if you fail in an attempt at them, you can always do that attempt to, uh, you can always try again later because they typically forget for the most part, unless of course you actually hurt them the first round and then they'll remember that because they can at least remember all the hurts in their life, but not necessarily the good things, which means even though you have a pattern of good behavior around them, they're not necessarily going to notice if they remember that one thing that you hurt them for, etc. That's like, that's what sucks about SI trickster, you know what I mean? And then you have Effie Demon, where they just don't give a damn about how anyone else feels because their mind can only keep track of how they feel because they are afraid that they feel like they're not good enough, they're not worthy enough, they're not a good person. Constantly in fear that they're just not good, right? That they're not valuable. Fear lacking in value, etc. So this is how the ENTJ mind works. Obviously, we also have the ESFJ superego, which really comes out to reset their life if you do not give them, uh, if you do not give them any evidence to suggest that they are a good person. And then they're just gonna behave badly because it's like I do, you know, if I'm going to give you and craft you and, art and create this amazing art for you and give you this great experience, et cetera, because remember, the ENTJ is trying to be the artist, the ISFP, basically, when they're being that artist from that standpoint, well, it's kind of a, can be an issue, right? They're trying to create things for you. And if you don't appreciate them, if you do not appreciate the creations or appreciate the experiences that they're trying to give you, the sensations that they are trying to give you, well, their ESFJ super ego is gonna come out and be like, okay, sure, I'll give you what you want. Are you, if that's really what you want, I'll give it to you. And then all of a sudden you realize that you're on fire because they think that you wanted them to light you on fire, for example. Yeah, not exactly a direction you wanna go with that ESFJ super ego. So anyway, let's talk about some of the traits of the ENTJ interaction style. They are direct, they're initiating, they are control. This means that they are the structure or in charge interaction style. They like to take charge, they like to be leaders, especially ENTJ women. Most ENTJs eventually get so fed up with working or that they're working that they actually become CEOs themselves or uh, create their own businesses or become leaders of organizations or even departments, etc. But they are leading, they are there to lead, etc. And they do this from an intellectual standpoint because they are part of the intellectual temperament, which that means they are pragmatic, they're very independent, they are not interdependent, uh, they're very systematic, they're always trying to build a system or a routine or a process and have people uh, filter through that system, routine or process, especially with their company, etc. 
and then also they're very abstract. ENTJs are constantly aware of the what if. This is very important when you are uh, social engineering an ENTJ because if you're a social engineering an ENTJ and they're all like, oh, hey, you know, yeah, but what if he's got like bad intentions towards me? What if he's going to screw me? What if, what if, what if, what if, what if? And that's that any critic, that any critic exists to protect the ENTJ from social engineers like you. But guess what? We're going to do a deep dive here. We're going to figure out how to social engineer an ENTJ woman in the bar scene. And in order to do this, we're going to put on our INTP hat. Yes, it's literally like that wizard's hat, you know, from that INTP from that Disney film Fantasia, where you got Mickey Mouse with that nice little wizard hat, and he's like, you know, doing that really cool song and whatnot. And then all of a sudden, the, the broomsticks start doing all of his chores for him because he is pretty lazy and he doesn't want to, you know, <laughs> do all the chores, etc. And, uh, or, or another example would be, uh, Merlin in uh, the other Disney film, uh, the, the sword and the stone, etc. Anyway, just examples, but you know, we got to put on our INTP hat and emulate INTP. So remember, in order to social engineer an ENTJ, you need to emulate. If you don't know what emulation is, I suggest you look at season one, the cognitive function season here on this YouTube channel. And towards the latter uh, end of the, the season, there's an episode that talks about cognitive emulation. Watch those episodes on cognitive emulation or functional emulation. It's very important. And I believe there's also some parts about it in season five as well. So watch season one and season five to better understand emulation. We need to emulate an INTP in order to get under the skin or open the heart of an ENTJ woman, especially in the bar scene. So you showed up at the bar and uh, you see all the people, you're kind of scoping out the area. You're like, yep, definitely, definitely want to get laid tonight, etc. And you know, that's your mission. You're there, uh, you're, you're checking out a bunch of people. Uh, you're there with your friends, etc. And you're just scoping people out. And as a social engineer, you're obviously looking at people and you're typing them because you're checking out their interaction styles, you're checking out their temperament styles. And you generally, after about 20, 30 minutes, you kind of know, understand after observing all the people that guess what, you know what all their types are, etc. And guess what? You found yourself a very nice, attractive ENTJ female who is with her girlfriends, etc. you know, sitting around at the bar and you're sitting at the bar as well just hanging out, you know, and you order yourself a drink, okay? And that provides us the setting for this episode, season 21, episode four. So let's get down to it. INTP hat on, we're emulating the INTP, which means we need to be providing logic, we need to be providing TI, because guess what, an ENTJ woman's not gonna have anything to do with you if she feels you're stupid. Yeah, that's right, see, you have to prove to her that you're not an idiot, okay? So you better make sure that you have some subject matter from a logical standpoint to basically share with their, you know, basically what you think, because she's constantly going to be asking you what you think, because if you're not able to answer her in those ways, what you think, she's not going to feel good about you. And then she's just going to throw you in the dumpster. Not a good idea, especially with like, you know, how flamboyantly attractive she is, because guess what? Most ENTJ women are flamboyantly attractive because they can't help it. Why? Because they have SE child and SE child usually means when they're going out in a public situation, especially when they're at the bar, they're usually dressed to the nines. That's what they do. And it's awesome that they do that. Extroverted sensing child is amazing because they're always doing that. And they do that specifically to attract SI users because they want SI users. Why? ENTJs, 
ENTJ women want introverted sensors. Why? Because they just want someone to be loyal to them because men in typically in their history are not loyal to them. Why? ENTJ women are extremely rare. They're probably the rarest of all women. Potentially INTJ women are technically rarer than ENTJ women. I'm not sure on that. So I just kind of treat them like they're both the rarest, if you know what I mean. But yeah, they're insanely rare, very rare. And because of how rare that is, and because they like to take charge, because they're pragmatic, systematic, abstract, because they're direct initiating control, men in their life to ENTJ women call them emasculating. Like, wow, I raised a boy, even though you're a girl, is what they typically get from their fathers, okay? So they're basically kind of already emotionally broken because they already feel like crap because they're afraid they're a bad person. They're afraid they're not valuable enough. They're afraid that they're not good enough to get the man that they want. Why else are they at the bar? They're at the bar specifically to see what opportunity would come. Why is that? Well, guess what? ENTJ women are abstract. So it's like, well, what if I go to the bar? Maybe I'll find someone I'm looking for. Because let me tell you something about ENTJ women. They don't waste their time. So if they are at the bar, it's probably to find a man. Because they're very intentional with everything they do. Because they have NI parent. They're very intentional with what they do. They do not waste their time. They do not waste anyone else's time. Take note of that because that gives you an advantage as a social engineer at this point, okay? So, TE hero. How to get past TE hero? Well, you don't really have to get past TE hero that much because if you just focus on the pessimistic functions, you're good to go. So, this is what I would do. As a social engineer, I see the ENTJ woman, I order a drink, I exchange a few glances with her. I look at her and I look at her until and I maintain my self-discipline, got my drink in my hand, and I'm looking at her until we make eye contact. I'm like, boom, eye contact, perfect. She noticed me, I noticed her, good to go, but I do not allow my eye contact to leave, and then she looks away as a result of FI inferior insecurity. Awesome, I'm already in. Why? Think about it. Because Essie Child, Essie Child has just observed that I'm looking at her. She's like, well, wait a minute. This guy, he's looking at me. He might be like interested in me here. I see what he's doing over there with my Essie Child. Okay, well, let's see how this plays out, right? So she's sitting there, she's with her friends and whatnot. And then I'm like, okay, let's do it again. Let's do it again, making eye contact with her. This time she makes eye contact with me again. And then I make a gesture of some kind. There's lots of kinds of gestures at this point. Gestures are important because gestures, again, engaging with the SE child. We gotta play on the child initially first with an ENTJ woman. The reason is, is because of the reason they're there. Because we have to get past the NI parent. Because you want to cultivate desire for you in the ENTJ woman. And the only way you do that is you have to tell her SE child that she is giving you a good experience. That you actually like how much effort she put into dressing up to the nines tonight, right? That she obviously has, you know, incurred the interest of another man already, even though she has this history of feeling emasculating, right? Or feeling like a man amongst the men. And then the men are like, wow, you're not feminine enough for me, right? And that could be a problem, right? Well, luckily, if you're emulating INTP, did you know INTPs and ENTPs are very feminine, masculine, basically? They're actually very feminine with their masculinity. It's because the ENTP and the INTP are typically feminine types, but you put them in a male body, that means that male has access to a lot of feminine tools, for example. You know what I mean? And they utilize that in seduction. And I think Robert Greene says this in The Art of Seduction. I think he it's part of the dandy uh, standpoint. But um, 
which I believe INTPs are really good at being dandies because of their SD trickster, for example. And uh, so just, just, just be aware of that uh, as a thing. Anyway, let's get back to it. So SE child, make a second glance and I make a gesture. And that gesture could be like raising my glass to her, for example, or winking, or although I don't recommend winking, that's like kind of weird and cringe. But anyway, doing some kind of gesture. And then she again looks away and whatever, but she knows for a fact you're interested at this point. So what you've basically done is, is that you're not, you haven't really initiated with her. You're actually responding to her initiation and her initiation is with her SE child. Her SE child is like, I'm dressed to the nines. I'm a very beautiful woman. So I'm initiating with you because I've put in this effort. I'm initiating with all the men basically because I've put in this effort to make myself stand out amongst everyone else, right? And that, and you are basically responding to her initiation by acknowledging her in front of her friends, in front of everybody in the room, that makes her feel important, that makes her FI inferior feel good about herself. And she already sees that you are interested in her as a result of that. And then you do it a third time. Ah, yes, third time. Very important with INTPs. INTPs are all about patterns of behavior. This is a need that SE child has. SE child needs to see that other people can be loyal to her. As the ENTJ woman, her SE child needs to see loyalty and loyalty usually comes as a result of repeating the same behavior at least a minimum of three times. Because if you do it a third time, you're proving to her that you're interested in her and that there's no one else potential in the bar that could take your attention away from her because Essie Child just wants to have your attention. That's the point, okay? So you need to demonstrate to her as you're emulating INTP that only her in the entire environment has your attention, right? And as soon as you've gotten those three in there, those three uh, acknowledgements, we call her. You acknowledge the child. That's the first thing you do with an ENTJ when social engineering them. Acknowledge the child. As soon as you do it three times, they see a pattern of behavior and they will come to you and they will initiate to you again. So then she gets up after talking to her friends real quick and she comes over and sits next to you. Oh, nice. All that just because you acknowledged her. Awesome. Well, guess what? You got the child function in there, so you kind of already have her interested because the child function is already happy. You kind of already have the pessimistic parent function on your side because guess what? ENTJ women, they're very wanty, they're very desirous, they're very passionate, and they just want to exude that passion upon their man. They want to find that man who's a canvas with which she can paint upon, paint upon in ways that no other man could experience because she wants to become that artist, especially in the bedroom, and provide the ultimate date, provide the ultimate bedroom experience so that that man's soul, his SI child, emulated SI child soul is permanently etched with that amazing experience so that he continues to come back to her for more and more and more, right? So that's what her intentions are. That's what she's trying to do. And, you know, she sits down to you and then the fourth acknowledgement, the fourth acknowledgement. Oh, SE child. Wow. I'm sorry, but I just had to uh, notice you because... You're obviously the most beautiful woman here. When you say that, that makes her like, wow, this guy is really interested in me. And it just makes me want him all the more. It just kind of inflames the NI parent a little bit. But then all of a sudden their critic's like, well, hold on, what's his game, right? Is this just another booty call? 
So her judgment has brought her over, but now she's starting to question, like, wait a minute, maybe he's a little over the top here. Maybe he's just treating me like another booty call. Now it's time to bring it into the thinking realm. So she's class trying her T here at this point is trying to classify you as a booty call or if you're actually like a real man that she could have a long-term relationship with. She's trying to classify you in this way. Obviously, if you're social engineering the ENTJ woman and your goal is to get laid that night from a seductive standpoint, you need to demonstrate to her that you would like some kind of long-term-esque somewhat-esque commitment, or at least that you're open to it. It's not that you're saying, yes, I wanna get married to you right now. It's just that you leave everything open. Open means she always has the choice because NI parent has to have the choice. If you take away choices from the ENTJ, she will have nothing to do with you whatsoever. And in INTP with any parent, any parent, when you are emulating any parent, everything is about her decision. Everything is about what she wants. You may be the one providing the ideas, but you are giving her the freedom to make the decision. So quite frankly, when you're social engineering an ENTJ woman to pick you up from a bar, because guarantee you, they're the one picking you up. They're the one bringing you to their place. They're not the one, because remember, they're direct initiating control, right? They're under control in the situation. You just gotta make them know that they're, you gotta make them feel that they're under control. That, that everything is under their control. So that's why they're gonna be taking you to their place. You don't even have to go to the effort of getting your place figured out because they're going to want to take you to their place typically. Although I'd recommend cleaning up your place just in case. And if you don't have your own place, like seriously, don't even bring that up. And if she finds out, <laughs> you're probably gonna find yourself nailed to the wall. <laughs> Good luck. Because if you're like on the prowl at a bar and you don't even have your own place, your own car, your own job, you belong in the dumpster, like seriously. If you don't know what the heck I'm talking about, watch season four and season six here on the YouTube channel and put us out of your misery, please. Anyway, so, so SC child is engaged, the parents kind of have you, but the hero is trying to classify you at this standpoint. And you gotta be really careful because the hero might classify, oh, this guy's just a booty call or this guy's actually legit. She's trying to figure you out. Her NI or TI nemesis is already worried that she doesn't know enough about you at this point, so it could be a problem. So what you do is you have to engage her FI inferior, and you do it like this. You literally say, I think you feel, okay? We already said you did the three SI child, four SI child acknowledgements. Your any parent that you're emulating is making sure that her NI parent always has the choice. She always has the out. She is always free to not choose you this evening. It's all about freedom right? Freedom is everything, right? So you go to her FI inferior and be like, so you having a good night? And she's like, yeah. Or she may be like, no, doesn't matter. But then you'd be like, well, that's great. But I mean, I think you're pretty fantastic. And she's like, whoa, really? You know, that any critic by saying, I think you're pretty fantastic. And it's like, yeah, you look great, for example. Okay. Or is it more like, you know, why? That's when I would start asking her questions. I would start asking her questions because my SI child wants to find more, my emulated SI child, I wanna find more. So who are you? Where are you from? What's your story, basically? You start asking her questions, or <laughs> you could utilize the INTP covert contract, which can happen as a form of manipulation. You could use the covert contract 
and ENTJ women are susceptible to covert contracts. They even use them themselves. But what you do is that as soon as she's over there and she, she has your attention, etc., you basically tell, introduce yourself to her. Tell her, hey, this is who I am. This is what I do. This is what I do for work. This is, um, uh, this is what I'm all about. This is what I believe in. This is my purpose, right? You have to share these things. You have to share your SI, your emulated SI. You have to share your experience. You kind of have to talk about yourself. Now, a lot of women would be very turned off by you talking about yourself. But an ENTJ woman, that's not the case. The ENTJ woman wants to find out more about you because she's trying to classify you as either a booty call or someone who's actually legitimate. And legitimate people typically talk about themselves, whereas booty calls do not. You don't want to look like a booty call, right? So maybe you should talk about yourself. So tell her about your career. Tell her about what you do. Tell her what you like to do about for fun. And those kinds of surface level things start at there first. And then she gets even more interested. She sees that, you know, you're willing to be open with her and then share something really sensitive about yourself. If you don't have something sensitive to say about yourself, make one up. Remember, you're emulating introverted sensing. So make up something super sensitive about yourself that you could tell her so that she feels special enough that you trust her to be able to share something of that value with her. See, that's the thing. SE Child always wants other people to be loyal enough and comfortable enough with it to be able to tell them anything. So this ENTJ woman, it's no different. She wants to know, she wants to feel that you are so comfortable with her that you could tell her anything. So tell her some of your secrets or some of your not so actually real secrets, but tell her secrets about you, not necessarily about somebody else, but about you. What makes you tick? That's what she wants to find out. So make that available to her. By doing this, the TE hero is seeing what you're saying and her FI inferior is starting to feel good because the SE child's like, wow, this person is even more loyal to me than before. And the child is just like, oh yeah. ENTJ women are so starved for affection. They're so starved for loyalty. They're so starved for a man being dutiful by her. She is so starved for a man to allow her to take control in the bedroom that they can't even believe that they're hearing the things that they're hearing. It's like you're this random unicorn that showed up in the frickin' forest and they're out on a hunting trip and it's their lucky day. It's because no man wants to allow her, you know, like to, to, to be in control. You know, for example, like an INTP, right? Let's her be in control. Let's her do whatever she wants. Let's her have all the freedom. Let's her do anything to him in the bedroom. Think about that. The INTP gives the ENTJ full freedom to do whatever she wants with no limitations, no holds barred, no holes, no holds with a D, no holds barred in the bedroom, right? And of course, you know, She's been with other men in the past. She's been in the bar scene before. And those men, they got to be in control, right? And then it's just like, you know, oh, okay, well, this sucks. I'm not really interested. And of course, that, and when that happens, they can't even reach orgasm in those situations, right? 
because it's all about the men getting their fill instead of them, and they're not fulfilled because they're not with a man that is loyal to them. They're not with a man that can let them do whatever they want because that's what they want to be. They want to be that artist. ENTJs have sexual relationships with their artists, and to them, the bedroom is an art, and they need somebody to allow them to express themselves with the art of bedroom prowess. That's the point. So how are they going to be able to do that? Well, they need somebody who is loyal to them and allowing them to do whatever they want and seeking to make them feel good about themselves. And that's when it happens. After sharing some secrets with her to get her SI child to believe even more that I'm loyal to her, and then she ends up desiring me anymore, and then she starts to share because I just covert contracted her by telling her some of my experience and some of my secrets, guess what she's going to do? She's going to mirror that. She's an NJ. NJs are mirrors. INFJs are the biggest mirror, but still, NJs are mirrors. And she will mirror your behavior because it's a covert contract. You have just shared your secrets with her, so she will share her secrets with you. Oh! Apparently, that's how that works. Okay. So, now she starts sharing secrets. And then you light up like a Christmas tree that she started to share some of her secrets with you and some of her experiences and who she is and what she is. And then you say, I think, T.I., I think you are great. I think you're amazing. I think T.E. likes hearing, I think, F.I. likes hearing good things said about them because it takes away their fear. And then the ENTJ woman feels valuable at last feels valued. Wow, this is a man who actually will let me do whatever I want. This is a man who will actually be loyal to me. Wow, this is a man who actually makes me feel like I'm on cloud nine, like I'm the most important person ever. This is someone who is constantly showing me that they value me, that, that I am valuable, excuse me. They're showing me that I am valuable. My own father doesn't think I'm valuable. My own father thinks I'm just another boy he raised even though I'm a girl. All the men in my life don't say I'm even feminine. But he tells me I'm so beautiful, I actually feel like a woman around him. And he's not intimidated by me being all masculine. Loyalty. Let them do whatever they want. Tell the truth. I think... You are amazing because of X, Y, Z, because you've shared this secret with me. Wow. Or she, then she starts talking about, and then, and then she goes even further than that. You don't even have to even share even more of your experience. She's going to go further because she's just so elated as to how amazing you are already that she's going to go further and start sharing with you some of her pain, some of her hurts. And when that happens, that's how you know you got them. Because then that gives you the opportunity to be like, I'm so sorry that you've had to deal with that. If I could give you a hug, I would. Wow, that ENTJ woman just died of happiness and like melted into a puddle right into your hands. See, ENTJ women or ENTJs in general for that matter, a lot of people think that they're just hard asses. I mean, you could apply these similar techniques to Donald Trump. Like, I'm not even kidding. This is like literally the pathway to Donald Trump's heart. You just 
you congratulate him for doing a really good job. You tell him like, wow, you are really well dressed and your hair is excellent. <laughs> I'm not kidding. And then, you know, and then you start sharing things about yourself with him, right? And then you know you got it when you start sharing things in direction. And then you say, well, I think that's great of you that you're doing this. And then you're leading up to the point where you tell her in this conversation, for example, I think, I know that you are a good person. No one should ever treat you that way. No man, how can any man treat you this way? How can any man not see your value? How can any man not allow you to be free? How can any man not be loyal to somebody like you? Literal tears will be coming from her eyes. And it's like you've literally just delivered her entire dream on a silver platter before her. You better believe she's going to be dragging your ass to her house tonight. Yeah. So remember, in order to get the pessimistic functions on your side, you need to target the primary functions. Because if you get the primary functions, you're good to go. And for especially ENTJ women, because of how starved they are for love, starved for affection in this society, especially this feministic society, the feminist society that is basically anti-them in almost every capacity, believe it or not. Though ENTJ women like to be the CEO and they like to do all those things, they so desperately want someone to consider them feminine for once. They're so starved that way. And you are giving them everything they've ever wanted. By emulating INTP, remember, the child function. If you hit the child function, you automatically get the parent on your side. The parent is like, I'm not sure I want this guy. But then you're like, don't worry, inner child. Ignore the parent. Don't worry, inner child. I'm loyal to you, inner child. It's okay. I'm loyal to you. The parent's like, oh, you're loyal to my kid. Okay, sure. No issue then. Or for the hero. The hero's trying to classify you if you're actually a legit person to be in a relationship with or if you are a booty call. Well, if I'm inferior for that, you make them feel good. You make them feel like a good person. You make them feel valued and valuable. And then you instantly have the hero on your side, for example, or vice versa. You want the inferior function because they're afraid that they're not good enough for you. That can happen too. They can get very afraid that as they're talking about you and they're like, wow, this guy's so amazing. And then they get afraid that they are not good enough for you. And then the TE hero is like, wait a minute. If this guy is not, if I'm not good enough for this guy, he definitely has to be a booty call because why else would someone like this be paying attention to me? Because they don't believe it. It's too good to be true. So that's why you say, you start getting them to talk about their experiences, their secrets, their pain, their suffering, and then you comfort them by telling them, I know you're a good person because you've survived XYZ. I know you're a good person because of this. I know you're a good person because you still built a company regardless of all the adversity you've ever faced and you're still moving forward anyway and you're not giving up on yourself. Wow. Do that for an ENTJ woman, they just literally like, like, ah, melting, so nice. Yeah, they love it. Elated.
So remember, they can become afraid that it's too good to be true. You do this by saying, I think you're amazing because of X, Y, Z, because of things that you've said in this conversation, right? And notice you're not even doing much. She, she would have, all, by now, she'd have bought you a drink. See, that's how ENTJs roll. You don't buy the ENTJ a drink. You let them buy you a drink, okay? Okay, mental note to NTPs watching this. If you're in the bar scene, don't initiate with women. You guys, we are so cringe. Let me be honest with you. We are so cringe in the bar. I mean, unless like I've already had a few, if you know what I mean, and then I'm in my INTJ shadow, I'm like way less cringe. But if I haven't even had anything to drink, yeah, definitely cringe. And I am not recommending an ENTP or an INTP initiate with a woman in the bar scene by no means. Well, there's a reason for that because you have all the ENTJ women and the INTJ women out there who need to initiate with men. That's one of the reasons why they have a hard time finding good relationships, especially in the bar scene, because they're trying to initiate with men. The problem is they can't initiate with men because men are like, Alan, you're not feminine enough, or you're too emasculating, or you're so disrespectful, right? It's because most men, the majority of men that are in bars to begin with are SPs. And it's no wonder ENTJ women end up married to SPs because that's all they can find. Because it's not often that ENTPs and INTPs go to the bar. If you are an NTP, that you are rare. You as an NTP in the bar scene, you guys just don't typically go there. Usually NTPs are in their man caves, for example, and not actually in the bar. They don't often go to the bar. So the fact that you're going to the bar, that one ENTJ or that one INTJ are just going to be naturally drawn to you if you at least just acknowledge them. That's all you have to do is acknowledge them. And then everything will just start to go from there. Or if you're not an NTP and you see the ENTJ and you want to go with the ENTJ, just emulate NTP, emulate INTP, and you will be good to go. That's all you have to do. Let's talk about the unconscious. They're already worried. They are already worried that, uh, you know, that this is not real, that this is not true. So they have to buy it. If you constantly are saying, I think you're a good person for XYZ reasons, using their own words to prove to them why you think that they're a good person based on their accomplishments as an ENTJ woman. TI Nemesis, you don't have to worry about. You already got that figured out. TI Nemesis is handled, you know? Like we said, you already handled the child with the acknowledgements and whatnot, and you've already demonstrated that you're loyal to her, so the child is handled, and then because the child's handled, the parent is automatically handled, so you don't have to worry about that. She's like, oh, this is too good to be true, he sounds like a booty call, I think you're a good person, I think TI, you're a good person, FE, because of XYZ reasons, oh wow, this guy thinks really highly of me, oh yeah, that's all ENTJ women ever want, is someone thinking highly of them for once, for a change. Wow, I feel really good about that. Great, you got those. You win, you just won the ego. But let's say that any critics there, what's his game? What's his angle? You know, and then all you have to say is like, oh, emulate and I critic. Just be like, look, I don't want to make you uncomfortable. I don't want you to feel bad. Ooh, yeah, when you combine NI critic with FE inferior in your emulation, I don't want you to, I don't want you to feel bad, right? I don't want you to feel bad. I don't want you to feel pressured. It's all good. You have full freedom of choice. My NI critic emulation is letting your any critic, you have full freedom to do whatever you want. I'm not here to manipulate you. I'm not here to take advantage of you. I advantage you. I am not here to waste your time. I am not here to waste my time. 
I'm not here to waste your time, right? And then any critics like, okay, wow, you don't have anything against me. You're obviously not trying to be a booty call, even though you technically could be at that moment, but hopefully you're not. And then SI Trickster, well, she is very forgetful. Sometimes you might have to repeat certain things, or she didn't hear it right, or she's focusing too much on the buzzwords of the conversation. It gets lost in a few things that you said previously, but you're still going, so you may have to go back and state them again. But the, the, the trick to get around the trickster is use SE trickster emulation by going to the SI child and maintaining consistency. Be like, she already knows that she's inconsistent, but if her SE child sees that you're being consistent, then the trickster doesn't matter. Then obviously the FE demon. Do not talk about what you value. Do not talk about how you feel. It's not about that. It's not necessary. It's not important, okay? It's not important to her. Do not talk about how you feel. Do not talk about what you value. That's not important to an ENTJ woman. It's all about what she values. You have to make it about what she values. It's very important. And ultimately, if you can get her to feel like the artist, a very Leonardo da Vinci point of view, the artist that has full freedom to utilize you as her canvas in the bedroom, you got her and you got her basically indefinitely because NI parent knows what it wants and NI parent wants you, which basically means yeah, you give her full freedom in the bedroom to do whatever she wants and you react to her, you react to the sensations that she's giving you in that bedroom experience, right? And then she'll just want to keep coming back for more and more and more and more and you definitely got her and guess what? This could turn into a very fantastic long-term relationship. Provided you stay loyal to her, right? Provided you give her full freedom, provided you make her feel good at all times, provided that you tell her what you think of her, and hopefully it's positive thoughts, such as the way, such as the key to the heart of an ENTJ woman. How to social engineer an ENTJ. While this lecture is based on seduction, you could utilize the same technique for any situation with ENTJs. You have to demonstrate your loyalty to them. You have to make them feel good about themselves because they already feel like crap. They don't feel like they're valuable enough. Even Donald J. Trump to this day is afraid that he's not a good enough person. Why do you think he overcompensates so much by complimenting himself? Because no one else will. And you think an ENTJ woman has someone complimenting them? <laughs> you might be the only person that ever does. They always need to know what you think. State what you think. Allow them to do whatever they want. Be loyal to them. Make them feel good. Let them verify you. Always tell them your intentions. Always be upfront about your intentions with them. Don't hide anything. If you hide anything, it'll break the spell and you're completely done. You have to be as transparent as possible or at least appear as transparent as possible and you got them. These are the techniques that you need to use to be able to social engineer an ENTJ. Just emulate INTP. ENTP would work just fine as well, but emulate INTP and you provide all of these things. It hits their mind in all the places that they need to be hit and you got them. And the ENTJ will literally want to follow you down any path you would like to take them, down any experience you would like to have. They will give it to you.
Because from that point, from that point, after you've opened their heart and unlocked their heart, they want to share everything with you. Because they can't believe that somebody, finally, somebody, actually gives a damn about them. Tread carefully, guys. Don't break the heart of an ENTJ woman. Anyway, if you found this lecture useful, helpful, educational, insightful, please subscribe to the channel here on YouTube and on the podcast. Uh, leave a like while you're at it. If you have any questions about ENTJs or, or the social engineering techniques, leave it in the comment section below. I'm going to do my best to answer those comments. I just got caught up on comments today, and it was a lot of work. I was behind by another five days. So thank you all for your patience. If you'd like to be on our Discord server, the link is below in the description. If you want to join our meetup group, our Bay Area meetup group, we're going to have meetup groups all around the world eventually. Uh, also, make sure that you uh, click the link in the description below to be able to do that. Um, also, our Q&A session is, will be on like Thursday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern. So join the Discord server uh, to get your questions into Q&A so that we can answer those questions. Uh, it's pretty awesome to have as many people as we do on their Discord server. We have over 800 people now, and it just continues to grow and grow and grow, and people are getting typed, and people are having conversations with each other, and people are getting to know each other, and relationships are being formed, uh, romantic ones and business ones, and it's just interesting how people are coming together uh, as a result of this science and really helping move everything forward uh, together for not just our community, but helping other people in all of our lives, et cetera. And it's a fantastic thing to see. So this lecture, please do not use this material for evil, even though I know that Jungian analytical psychology and social engineering and all social interaction is social engineering, all social interaction is manipulation, but please do not use it for evil. Please use it to help your fellow man, to help your neighbor. I know that this can be easily weaponized in as much as nuclear power was weaponized into nuclear weapons. Do not use this lightly. Be very serious and understand that with great power comes great responsibility. And I am empowering this audience by teaching social engineering to this audience. But remember, it is your responsibility to make sure that it is contained, managed, and utilized properly not necessarily just for your selfish desires. If you could do that, I'd very much appreciate it. So I don't want to find myself dealing with the fact that so many more ENTJ women's hearts are broken consistently as a result of my efforts. I would have a hard time living with myself. Anyway, with all that being said, you folks have a good night.